0: Brought to you by tonywcoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. Do you remember back in school days, sitting at your desk and daydreaming about all sorts of things from what you'll be doing after school, over summer vacation, or even for the rest of your life? We've all had daydreams. In fact, I'll bet you still have dreams today. On today's episode, we're going to ask the question, what if what you truly wanted was not just a daydream? My guest today has her very own podcast with that same title, Not Just a Daydream. And I want to welcome my amazing friend, Christy. Christy, welcome to the podcast today.
1: Thanks so much, Tony. I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm happy to have you here and discuss this topic because, you know, we talk a lot about dreams and daydreams and people wanting things in their life. But, you know, most people don't go after those dreams and they get stuck in the monotony of their daily life. With that in mind, tell me a little bit about your story and why this subject of daydreams resonates so much with you.
1: Yeah. So I, I feel like I've always been a daydreamer as long as I can possibly remember whenever I was, I think I was like in the third grade. And I remember the teacher telling my parents, Hey, you know, Christy does really well in school, but she daydreams a lot. And so I, you know, I used to get in trouble for things like that, but I really feel like it's those daydreams that really helped me like get to where I am now. And I started the podcast because I really want to inspire people to chase after their daydreams, no matter what that looks like, whether it's professionally or even personally pursue those things that you have in your heart that, you know, you keep thinking about, um, you know, maybe when you're sitting on the couch and watching TV, but you're distracted, or you're just thinking about throughout the day of things that you want to do, but maybe you're a little scared to do I feel like, you know, for a long time, I had ambitions and goals. That I thought I had, there was more for my life, but I didn't really know how to get there. And so for like all my twenties and thirties, I was really just trying to figure out who I was. It wasn't, it was probably, I was around maybe 33, 34, that I really felt like I finally started pursuing those things that I felt like was inside of me the whole time. And I just didn't know how to get there.
0: I like how you said it was inside of you the whole time. Cause I think that's what happens to us. Life happens. You know, That's that old bumper sticker, right? Remember life or they use another word there, but. <laughs> <laughs> life happens and like the old john lennon quote life is what happens to us while we're making other plans we start out with all these dreams when we're young and something happens life and then those things are are are, are squelched and put deep inside of us and sometimes it takes what I like to call a wake up call moment for us to say, wait a minute, you know, this is not the life I'm living. You know, I talk about in my story, I was sitting at my desk as an investigator and just said, there's got to be more. There's got to be more than this. That's what led me on my journey to do what I do now. So talk a little bit about what it was like growing up, what some of those dreams were when you were a kid, because a kid on a playground, if you ask him, what do they want to be when they grow up? They can tell you right away, you know, yeah. I mean, they may be ridiculous things like I want to grow up to be Batman, but uh, yeah. a little boy might say, yeah, I want to be a fireman or someone may say, I want to be a doctor or nurse or kids have that natural ability to daydream and it kind of goes away. So I'm curious to how you did that when you were a child.
1: Yeah, I think um, when I was young, you know, I think I, at one point in time, I wanted to be a pediatrician and at one point in time, I wanted to be a teacher and I actually did become a teacher for a few years and loved teaching, but in the school setting, wasn't necessarily the right move for me I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to do. Um, those are the main two that I remember. I think I just daydreamed, a, you know, who knows, not even just about profession, just about like what I want my life to look like, or, um, you know, just about traveling and different things like that. My mom used to tell me uh, we had a pool and I would be out there laying on my, floating on my back and, you know, at night looking up at the stars. And she was like, you're going to do something with water or something regarding space, because I would always, I love being in water and I love being in space. And and um so towards my, or not love being in space, but looking at, you know, space and stuff like that towards the end of my high school journey, I loved ocean, the ocean and, you know, ocean mammals and stuff like that. So I actually pursued marine biology and went to college for that, um, but quickly discovered my first year that was not the right move for me. And I ended up getting a business degree, but I still love all those things. I love looking up at the stars. I love being in the water, you know, nature.
0: It's interesting there that you brought that up because I find when I work with people, sometimes the things that people are really passionate about and that they really enjoy, they're not the things that they're necessarily good at for a career or for what they Mm -hmm. do for a living. I mean, Mm -hmm. I always say you should be pursuing your dreams, pursuing your passions, but sometimes those passions, for example, for me, I love music, right? But I really don't have any desire to work as a musician other than, I play in a band, I play in a local band, and it's more of a hobby, but right. I can't see making a a career of it now. You know, some people in the, uh, in the self-development industry, people would say, well, you know, you should have pursued that passion. You know, all the people who made it big, you know, they all just had a burning desire and they actually went for it. And, you know, that could be true, but I think sometimes we have to be realistic as well as reaching for the stars, if that makes sense, using the metaphor of you looking up at the sky.
1: Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I do, I do believe that when you're going to pursue your career, you should do something that you're really going to enjoy. Because I mean, we spend most of our time working, but you don't have to always turn your passion into a career because sometimes we all know when we work and we, even if it's our own business, we have good days and we have hard days. And some days those are, you know, you don't want your passion, something you love so much to become something that you don't necessarily enjoy. And of course you, you want to enjoy your work. For instance, I'm, I'm going to kind of use a metaphor here. My ringtone on my phone is a f- song I love, right? But I've gotten to the point where I don't even want to hear my phone going off. So I, that ringtone now triggers um, like, oh my gosh, somebody's calling me. Most of the time I don't even have my phone on, you know, on ring anymore. It's just on silent. You know, that's kind of a situation where, If you did turn your passion into your career, would it still be as much of a passion as it was before?
0: I love that line of thinking there. Well, what you discussed about your phone and the song is right out of uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, anchoring. What Mm. we do is we anchor things and we don't even realize we do it. For example, uh, if there was a song that you remember when you were younger during your childhood and it played... During very happy times in your life, whenever you Mm -hmm. hear that song, you'll be like, oh, because you'll it'll trigger that state of being happy. Or maybe if you were in a bad breakup or something Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there was a song that used to play a lot on the radio then that reminds you of that breakup. Whenever you hear that song, you'll go into that state. So what you did was you took a song that you loved and you enjoyed and you made it your ringtone. and, uh, And when your phone rings, that can be annoying. So now you've anchored annoyance into this song. So right. without without even knowing that you have
1: right come. right and so now i'm like no i'm not gonna change that ringtone to something i really you know really love or your alarm clock in the morning i usually don't use a, a song that i absolutely love for that either because i don't want to be um annoyed with the alarm going off you know because yeah. i'm i'm grateful for every day that i'm able to get up but at the same time it's like when that you know when the alarm goes off sometimes we're still pretty sleepy
0: yes i'm like that as well you know I've talked about this before. There's the whole concept of uh, the the 4 a.m. club or something where people are getting up at 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 these, you know, pardon my expression, but ungodly hours of the day and uh, starting their day because, you know, it's the best, you know, you need to start your day and do this exercise routine and new mindset routines, Read, do all this stuff before you even go to work. And for me, that just, it just doesn't work. I was going to be, when I was in school, one of my dreams is kind of doing what I'm doing right now, talking into a microphone. I was a DJ in high school and I wanted to be a DJ, thought it would be a great job. But then I found out that morning drive DJs, they were the people who, had to be up and on the radio at 5 a.m. and I just mm-hmm. said no, that's not going to be me because I'm going to end up even though it's something I love to do, I'm going to do exactly what you did again. Coming back to the ringtone, I'm going to that's going to be annoying. And it's mm-hmm. the same way with music. I play in a band, and this particular week we usually play a few times a month. It's a classic rock band. It's it's kind of fun music. I'm the bass player. Usually, again, we're usually playing maybe once, twice a a month is is good. But when you get more than that, then it gets to be kind of like a job where you have to show Mm -hmm. up and play. Mm -hmm. So this particular week, for some reason, we just got scheduled for three jobs in one week. We had last Saturday night, we had uh, a Wednesday night gig, and now we have this coming Saturday coming up. Right now, I'm like, now it's it's starting to feel like a job. And as much as I love it, Again, sometimes if it's something we love and it's something we're passionate about, it's not necessarily the road and the path that we should take. We should really be looking to live inside that zone of genius that we all have, and right. you know, that's a that's a whole other other topic. But uh, what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. I think also looking at. Where is there a need? Is there a need for this in society? If you are going to design a product and there's not a need for it, well, you're probably not going to sell very many. And the same thing with a service-based business. So you definitely have to de- de- find it or find out: is there a need from it for it? Would I enjoy it? And are you skilled at it? For instance, my business, I own a transaction coordination business for real estate agents, and so we handle all the, like the details and documents and deadlines and paperwork and all that stuff once they have an executed contract you have to be very skilled and detail oriented to do that job. If you're not, even if you think you like it, if you are not skilled at it, you're going to, it's going to be feel like more like you're banging your head against the wall constantly because you're trying to do something that you're not naturally gifted at. Anyone can enhance their skills, right? But I do feel like working in in your zone of genius and working in a flow state, you're going to enjoy your life so much more if you were actually cut out for that.
0: Absolutely. So let me transition a little bit. Talk to me a little bit about the podcast and what really inspired you to get it started. And then some of the topics that uh, you've had. I know I've listened to several episodes and I really enjoy it.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, really my inspiration was well, then let's go back to the, the name of it. It took me forever to come up with the name. I I kept racking my brain trying to figure out, I knew I wanted it to be motivational and inspirational and to basically help inspire people to chase their dreams. And I have this shirt, t-shirt that I love that's called, it says daydream believer. I was just, I kept thinking over and over, like, what am I going to call this thing? And nothing Nothing felt right until one day that just finally came to me of not just a daydream. And it truly is just to help inspire others to chase those dreams, you know, be willing to step out and take that risk. Some days it might be easier than others. Some days maybe harder, but like it is worth the, the risk of chasing those dreams and not just professionally. I mean, I, I took the risk of starting my own business and that was something professional, but I've also done other things in my personal life that have been dreams, um, such as, you know, I've traveled to several different countries around the world. I moved to Nashville back in 2019, not knowing anybody. And just, I was like, I want to experience something different. And so I moved and that was like the greatest experience of my life. And, um, made, I have made some amazing friends I'm back in Texas now, because during COVID, um, unfortunately we, we lost my grandparents and, it just made me want to be closer to my family and my nieces and nephews because they're, they're young. But I think people were scared to, um scared to chase their dreams and, because they don't know like what's going to happen. What's on the other side of this. But the beauty is not knowing what's on the other side and what can happen.
0: Yes. Ask yourself that what can happen? What are the possibilities that we can have? Uh, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Nashville. I have a friend of mine who, I actually met and she's been on the podcast as well, met in a Tony Robbins online community. We went to a training together and we met and we ended up talking on the phone. We had a great conversation and this is even before I started the podcast. So this is probably early 2020, right in the middle of COVID and everything. A couple of years later, we actually met face to face at another Tony Robbins live event down in Florida, which is really cool. And we got to, you know, there's a, I got to take the old selfie and everything, why I bring her up is she was in the corporate world. She's tried a few businesses and tried to pursue her passions there. But what she does now is she's in your area. She's down in Nashville. She basically is the host of uh, a karaoke bar. Oh, (laughs) how cool. She sings, which she loves to sing. And she's got a beautiful voice and she really is pursuing her dreams. So I think that is just, it's amazing. Sometimes you don't know. I mean, I wouldn't think that that would be something that you'd want to do because of the, the, you know, the financial aspect. I mean, how much can that really pay? But you never know. I mean, people have, uh, have started things and and, and done things. And if you do what you love, sometimes the money will naturally follow. So uh, I think that's cool.
1: And yeah, uh, I mean, I think people should not be scared to to chase their dreams and and worry so much about, am I going to make enough money at this? I mean, yes, you have to be able to support your lifestyle and pay your bills. So maybe whenever you do start pursuing your dreams, maybe don't quit your day job right away, or work to have a a nice runway before you quit that job and have some savings put back. When I first started my business, my TC business, I had to wait tables um, on the side part time until I got to the point where I had enough income coming in to pay all my bills. I've always made sure that I've basically had to hustle my entire life to, to get me to that next point. But I think it's so remarkable to see people who have have started doing things and pursuing their passions. And when you might think, or might think, Hey, that person's not going to make any money at that. And then how much money they actually do bring in.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So you, you never know. And at least if you're enjoying yourself in the process. Mm-hmm. then you know why not give it a try why not uh, try something new try something different try something that lights you up every single day yes so that's really cool i want to bring up the t-shirt because the funny thing is there's a song by the monkeys it was back in the 60s called daydream believer davy jones sings it and i was going to use that as the introduction to our podcast i actually oh, i actually had that in mind and then i thought eh that might be a little bit corny It's funny that you 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 brought that up but yeah cheer up sleepy jean oh what can it mean to a daydream believer and a homecoming mm. queen great lyrics it's, uh, you know if you think about it it's it was about uh, someone who's got all these dreams and ambitions and he's trying to to romance the the homecoming queen the the school beauty if you read beh- beh- between the lines to her, he's just this dreamer, and uh, that reminds me of uh, an episode early in my life when, um, when I was actually I was I was dating uh, the person who would turn into my ex-wife at one point in time in my life. But uh, when when we were dating, we actually had uh, we went through a small breakup, and one of the things she said was, you know, she quoted that another song called "Don't Fall in Love with a Dreamer," because oh, I no. was. I was always that dreamer. I always had these dreams and schemes that I was gonna eventually do something big with my life. And you know what? I got caught up in the monotony too. So it can mm-hmm. happen to anybody. I took this some jobs and I worked as an investigator for, you know, 20 years and I enjoyed the job, so I I can't say that it was a bad decision because I was really good at it and I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot of the things that I use now in the coaching. But it did kind of take me off the path. It took me that wake-up call moment to realize that okay, it's time to uh, to make a change.
1: Yeah, I think you know. I think you said two two important things in there. So the the podcast is called not just a daydream because I think so many of us can get caught up in just dreaming about it, but never actually put forth the action to pursue it. Or we we start pursuing it, you know, and life happens. We are all busy. Like I'm sure if if there's parents listening, you know, you have children that need you and um you know your employer needs you and there's always people who need you right so it's it can be so easy to put pedal to the metal and then all of a sudden take your foot off the gas because life got busy so you know i would just say little by little if you can do something to accomplish you know move make traction and make movement towards your your dream atomic habits talks about. If you get 1% better every day at the beginning, well, I'm sorry, not the beginning, but within a full year, you'll be 37 times better than you were the year previous. And that has resonated with me so much because it's so hard to get a ton of stuff stuff accomplished in one day. But I can absolutely do one percent better every single day. And then you also mentioned about getting off track. I used to think that way too, as far as like there's a path for me to take and am I I always felt there's that poem and I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it's like you're standing in the woods at the at the um, start of a, a Y and the path, right? Where you have your left and you have your right and which way are you going to go? I feel like now it's just like, take another step forward in the direction that you feel like you should be going and don't worry so much about, is this the right path or the wrong path? Because that path is going to, have little paths that spring off of it. And it could even take you back onto the other path, but you're going to pick up skills and, and things while you're traveling down that one path that can actually help propel you into when you do start chasing your dream. Now you have a lot more skills. You're a lot more equipped. Um, you have a lot more knowledge than you did before because you just took another step forward in the direction you thought you should be going. Yes,
0: that is so true. I like the analogy of, you know, the, the fork in the road, so to speak, that path, you have two paths to choose. I always say, decide quickly, just say, okay, look out and say, which one feels right. And yeah. just go and just go with that. Uh, if you're someone who's very analytical, look at them both and say, okay, which one do I think is the better path? And you, know, mm-hmm. you have to, most people are either thinkers or feelers or somewhere in the middle. And mm-hmm. uh, you have to know uh, what you're best at. So make that decision quickly and just take the action. Just do it. And as you're doing it, don't second guess yourself. Don't say, you know, I should have done this or I should have done that. Uh, so many times people will second guess themselves. And when you do that, what happens? It slows your momentum and it also makes you feel bad because you start thinking, well, I may have, I may have made a mistake. Well, so what? You did what you did. You can't change it. You can't go back and change it. Maybe in the future you could do something different, but learn from it and just move forward. And Mm -hmm. that's the best way, you know, we talk about chasing our dreams and it's really not chasing as in running after them. It's taking that one step at a time. Like you mentioned about Atomic Habits, that's a great thing. Just a little bit a day. Take time every day to sit down and write down, you know, what your goals are. Napoleon Hill talks about writing down your vision for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, what what what's your uh, ideal? And in his terms, he talks about how much money you want to make because the book's about think and grow rich. But right, right. you can do this with anything. Where do I see myself? And read that. Yeah. But the thing that we have to do is we got to get our emotions involved in it. Because mm-hmm. when we get our emotions involved, that's what kind of flips the switch in us. And it helps us to take those actions along the way and to put those dreams into action, if that makes sense.
1: Right. Yeah. I I definitely believe that you have to know your why of why you are wanting to pursue your dreams. And a lot of times that why is emotional, right? It's usually something I, I've heard. Um, if it doesn't make you cry, it's not your why. I, I do believe that, you know, it has to be so compelling that you, it, that's going to get you up on those hard days. You know, when that alarm clock goes off and even though it's your favorite song, but it annoys you, it's, it's gotta be your why of, okay, I'm going to, I am going to get out of bed and I'm looking forward to getting out of bed to do this because it is such a calling in my life. Yes. And I do, you know, I think listening to the still small voice that is nudging you in your spirit, I think is so important listening to your intuition. I'm very analytical. Um, that's, that's why I do so well with the TC side of things in real estate is because I'm very detail oriented. I can, um, vision systems and processes and put them together. And, and so my analytical side will slow me down some, if I, I let it because I'll, I'll think of analysis paralysis, right? I'll think about that too much, but I am also, I'm blessed that I can also feel things and I feel things deeply. So I have learned to trust my intuition so much more than I used to because, and when I haven't trusted my intuition, then that's when things have gone badly or, you know, have gone South because I didn't trust my gut. And so I think when people have that nudging in their spirit, like lean into that because there's something, there's a reason why you're feeling that.
0: Yeah. Overthinking. That's definitely a killer of daydreams for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I like how you brought up finding your why, because that's really, really important. I read a book last year. It's called Believe It by Jamie Kern Lima. Oh if, yeah. I'm reading that now. You're reading that now. Isn't I that, am. I love a, a, her. Great book. Oh my gosh. she I saw her speak uh, at, at the Tony Robbins event and she's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for those who haven't heard her story well first go out by the book believe it. it's 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 a great read especially yeah. you know anyone who's looking to pursue their dreams in their life so she had her dream and that was to start a makeup company for the average woman something that could make any woman even someone in her case she had a skin disorder uh i forget rosacea rosacea thank you yeah i always forget she wanted to come up with with a makeup that anyone could use for things like that and she was in the news industry so she was under the hot lights and the makeup would always kind of get melted and then all of a sudden these red blotches on her would start to show up on camera so Mm -hmm. she designed this makeup and you hear her story trying to pitch it and trying to sell it and you know for like three years without really making any headway at all living her and her husband running their business out of their little apartment. And it's just amazing. And one of the things that she says, and this is what the point of this little tangent I'm going down is she had this voice in her head that said, find your why and fly girl, fly. Mm. And that. when she knew the reason that she was doing it, it motivated her to go through all, all of the no's. And one of the stories that just really blows me away, she was pitching this makeup to one of these big companies and one of the heads of the company, he looked at her and said, well, why would people buy makeup from somebody who looks like you? Mm-hmm. And the reason he said that is if you've seen pictures of Jamie, I mean, she's not, she doesn't look like the average model that you see today. She's a little bit on the heavier side. She's a beautiful woman, but, absolutely. Uh, and I, I think her beauty is, is what is within them that shines out as well. Yeah. But, him making that judgment call, I mean, she was crushed, but yet she kept going. And the interesting thing is years later, she ended up hiring him to work for her company, which that's kind of a little story of, (laughs) I told you so.
1: Yeah, I, um, we may have been at the same Tony Robbins event. I uh, was, I guess it was in March that I attended his UPW and heard her speak. And she said something that resonated with me. And I, man, I, I, I've got that in my heart. I'm keeping it in my heart now. And she said that when he said, you know, when he told her that, she said that she felt God speaking to her and said, basically, I have hid your value from him. So when people are hearing no over and over and over, just be encouraged that maybe God is hiding your value to them because he has bigger plans, man, that was so good. And the other thing is, you know, and I haven't, I haven't gotten super far in her book. So I, um, I don't know the whole story, but I do remember I was, you know, I think she said that basically when she went on QVC and all of a sudden it became very successful in that one, uh, that one episode they were almost like at the end of their rope financial and everything, you know, probably, I don't know. I mean, they just were almost out of money. And I think it's so important that when, when we are pursuing our dreams and we know it's what's in our heart, like that, this is what God has told us specifically, keep chasing, keep pursuing. Don't let what other people are saying of no, that's never going to work or, you know, no, that's not for me or, or you're hearing no over and over, just cling to what God has told you, because that is the truth. Not everybody's going to see your worth. Not everybody's going to see your value. And it's okay. You're really looking for those people who are aligned with you.
0: Absolutely. I think faith is a key component. I mean, uh, you know, like you brought up, well, I know spending time every day in, in prayer. And, you know, I don't know those listening, what their, their faith is and and where they stand, but we all have a higher power that we we pray to, you know, for, for, for me, you know, I pray to God and sounds like you do as well to Christy. So that that's great. If you pray to the universe, whatever, but trust that higher power and trust that intuition that you have, because we've Mm -hmm. all been given a gift of intuition. That would be a great title for a podcast i'm gonna look into that the gift of intuition because that is that is a great gift that we have and uh you know bringing this back to uh jamie and her story is yeah she trusted her intuition on that she said no i'm gonna do this and the interesting thing about that one more thing i'll bring up in that story is she had hired this team of all these experts Mm -hmm. to tell her how to pitch this on qvc and basically she had so many minutes and if she didn't sell out her products, then she was done. And she had invested so much money in having those products ready that, yeah, it was going to put her out of business, probably if this was not a success. Right. Well, her instinct said, no, I'm not going to hire these models to stand up and show this makeup because my makeup is for the average woman. Mm-hmm. So she got up and she did it herself. And because of that, the phone started ringing, and bam, she sold out because she trusted her instinct. She didn't listen to what the experts say. So when you have that intuition, when you trust your gut in those things, when you have that faith, and spend time in prayer and or in meditation, thinking about and feeling what feels right to you, that's the best time to step out in faith and step out and make that daydream a reality.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Stick to your standards and don't let, don't let others extinguish the flame that you have inside of you.
0: Don't let others extinguish the flame inside. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because people, people can do it, not meaning to, but um, just like we talked about earlier, you know, people may have a passion that they're going to pursue. That doesn't seem like there's any way in the world that they're going to make make money with this. That's just what we're thinking that, that we're not, We have, we're not the one who has nudged in their spirit. Like we're not the one speaking to them about how successful that could be. And, you know, family members and friends and stuff, sometimes they'll say things that maybe they feel like they're just saying out of the goodness of their heart, because they want to protect you from getting hurt. But if you really have that calling on your heart, you've got to follow it.
0: Absolutely. You know, I had that situation happen to me when I decided to leave my investigator job and to go into uh, coaching full time. And I had people in my office saying to me, well, really, you're going to do that? You're going to make money? Why don't you stick around, you know, a few more years, then you can retire? Or why don't you just go get a job somewhere? And I'm going, no, that's not what I want to do. That's not what I'm called Mm -hmm. to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, here I am a few years later not looking back at all. I mean, it was one of the best decisions that I ever made.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And you have no, I, I mean, you probably know some of the lives you've impacted, but you've got listeners all over the world that, you know, you may never know who they are, but you've impacted them some way.
0: That's the beauty of doing these podcasts. Cause there, if there's this one person out there who today in the conversation that you and I have had Christy if it inspired them to take action toward that dream, then it made the time that we spend talking, the time that I spend editing the podcast and doing all that stuff behind the scenes, it makes it all worthwhile. So with with that in mind, you and I could probably go on for about another hour and talk more, but uh, we're getting about to that time. And I just want to give you an opportunity if people were to reach out to you, what would be the best way to do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. They can find me on Instagram at Christy Winfrey and um, they can DM me there. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. You know, what are your dreams? How are you chasing them? Also, if you'd like to email me, my email is hello at ChristyWinfrey.com. Here, shortly in the next couple of months, I'm going to be launching uh a, a, a online course to teach others how to become transaction coordinators and how to run a successful transaction coordination business. Like I said, it's something that has been such a blessing in my life. And I know that there are, I know there's so many people who probably want to have their own businesses. They want to work from home and have the freedom to be able to work and live from anywhere and make a good living. But you know, they don't really know what, what are their options? What careers are out there like that? So this is one of them. And, um, I'm excited to share that with people.
0: That is awesome. Well, I hope people reach out to you and and they'll check out your podcast. Um, Where do we find that?
1: Yeah, you can find that on um, iTunes and on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, It's also on Google, but Google seems to have a little bit of a lag. And so it's uh, not, not just a daydream.
0: Not just the daydream, which is of course the title of today's episode. Christy, this has been great. I'm going to ask you the question I ask all my guests on the show. And that is, what does being purposely positive mean to you?
1: Purposely positive. I think it's one thing to be positive, but to do it on purpose is um is something else, you know? So gosh, I don't even know what the statistic is of how many thoughts we have a day, but I think it's really important that you're mindful of what your thoughts are. And just reflect back on, you know, if, if your, your thoughts affect, affect your emotions and then your emotions affect your actions. So when you have an emotion um, whether it's good or bad, reflect back on like, what was that thought that just came to my head? And if it's something that was negative, like how can you spin it to be positive? I feel like that's what being purposely positive is.
0: Yeah. It's taking are being positive on purpose and mm-hmm. for a purpose, right? So mm-hmm. that's great. That's a great answer. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And I'm sure we'll uh, have another conversation again in the future. Thanks,
1: Christy. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you.
0: And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by tonywcoaching.com where your greatest success is right in front of you and you may have a daydream in your heart reach out to me at tonywcoaching and you can even download a free ebook called strive to thrive and it will help you in the direction of living a purposely positive life